The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. It's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. On this podcast episode, I'm going to be answering a question on performance reviews. And that question is, why are performance reviews looked at so negatively? The truth is, performance appraisals are not in place for the benefit of employees. Stick around for today's podcast episode, and I'll be answering that question on the negative perception of performance reviews. Before I get started on today's podcast episode, if you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Today's podcast, I wanted to take a look at performance reviews or performance appraisals because I got the question recently emailed in on why so many people look at them negatively. Why are performance appraisals by employees at companies, why are they not fond of them? The negative perception of performance reviews by employees is simply due to the fact that for the most part, they're a waste of time. Now, if you're currently working for a company that does performance appraisals, performance reviews, and you you get one annually or maybe twice a year, you know that there can be a lot of time that goes into these. The kind of outdated method a lot of companies use is you sit down, you write out some some goals you want to accomplish in in the year, and maybe you have a manager or direct report that writes some things in there as well that they'd like to see you do. But in reality, the performance appraisal, it's it's not really for the the benefit of the employee. Many companies like to describe the performance appraisal as something good for both employer and employee, but you need to know there that performance appraisals, why they're looked at so negatively, is simply because they're truly not any good at improving employee performance. The reason businesses like to use performance reviews it's really more for power and control of the people they employ. Performance appraisals can also be a good way for a company to control its budget when it comes to salaries and pay raises. Furthermore, a performance appraisal can be used to justify advancements, or they can even be used to get rid of a problem employee. The truth here with Performance appraisals is, like I said, they're just not in place for the benefit of employees. All the real benefits are they're only for the employer. And that's a big reason why they're looked at so negatively. Performance reviews are are just simply a waste of time. And a lot of times they're not very accurate. And this is why employees at most companies and just in general, they, they don't like them. The standard performance review, kind of annual, semi-annual, it's really an outdated way to assess an employee's performance in many instances. But so many companies, they they just, they have nothing else in place. They don't know what else to do. And they're kind of holding on to these traditional values of this annual performance review. I know personally, thinking back to some of the big companies I worked for, the annual performance appraisal, it was a dreaded time that I just... I didn't want to go through because realistically, they're a waste of time. In a lot of instances, they're just not accurate. And there's several reasons why they are a waste of time and why so many people hate them. 
And I'll tell you the first reason is they take a lot of time. They also take a lot of money. Workers having to put together supposed goals for the year and the managers that are required to review them and put their input in, it just really wastes a lot of time. I've had a few different employers, like I said, in my lifetime that, that used to use yearly performance reviews. And it always took a few hours at the beginning of the year to set up goals and talk about them and discuss, discuss it with a manager. At the end of the year, the review time then consumed a few more hours. And this is in addition to making changes and updates throughout the year and meeting with a report on the progress of any type of goals that are set up in a performance review. And it really took away from the work I was doing. Part of the problem is a lot of companies today is they're cutting costs. They're trying to do more work with less people. A lot of times you just don't have time for a performance review. That's simply a waste of time. And that's part of the problem why a lot of people don't like them. Another reason here is, is performance, it shouldn't be measured by just one person. And that's a big one why a lot of people hate performance reviews. Most companies, they'll have a, you know, a manager conduct the review, some type of direct report. How can one person really assess the performance of somebody that, let's say in a company that works with a lot of different people? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Shouldn't an employee performance, shouldn't it be measured on how well they also work with other people and how those other people might perceive their performance? This certainly would be a more accurate measure of how someone might be performing on the job. Another reason why people hate performance reviews is the purpose of them. It's really not always clear. Although most people would be under the impression that a performance review is for pay increases or promotions. The truth is a positive review really won't matter a lot of times when it comes to getting paid more. The review may be the, the basis of a salary increase, but it may also be used to build a case against someone to eventually terminate them. Another really big reason here for performance reviews look, looked at in a negative light is there are a lot of times now, if you work for a company, you probably know this. There are a lot of times set up for some type of failure. When it does come to increasing an employee's pay, there, there has to be a way to justify an increase. And this will often depend on a company's budget, which quite frankly may already be set up for the following year at the time you, you get your review. If there's not much money in the budget for a worker's pay increase that might deserve it, then there has to be a way to justify why they're not getting much of a raise or any raise at all. Performance reviews are designed to be subjective by the person conducting the review. They're not invented to benefit the employee. And quite frankly, they're used to control a budget in many instances. Now, this next reason of why so many people hate performance reviews is one that I can personally relate to. And that is a disconnected direct report or manager might be conducting that performance review. It's also possible that you might have a direct report you, you never see, and this is the person that will be doing your review when the time comes. You have to ask yourself, how can this be an accurate measure 
of overall performance on a job when it's done by someone that is never around to observe what really goes on. The issue of an absent manager conducting a review occurs more often than people might believe. I've had this occur several times in my working time in the corporate world. I would either never see or hear from my direct report for weeks at a time. They would be traveling for business or be out of the office. And I always ask the question, how can this person know what happens and how I particularly perform on a job if they're never around? An accurate performance review conducted by someone that is never around to observe, how can, how can that even be possible? If you get a performance review in this situation, you certainly know what I'm talking about. You have somebody that you report to that's never around, never in the office, maybe always out of town, and then review time comes around and they're supposed to assess how you've done on the job. Doesn't, something doesn't quite seem right there. People also hate performance reviews because politics make truthful conversations at review time. Uh, it doesn't make them possible a lot of times. There's just really never any way to completely eliminate politics at work in many instances. When it comes to employee reviews, politics can make some conversations unavailable. Either a worker or manager may be reluctant to truly put everything out on the table for discussion. Honest discussions, a lot of times, they're, they're just not possible. Because in most instance, instances, I would say an, an employee is afraid of any type of retaliation if they don't like something that's going on. It happens quite a bit. It can happen with managers, too, depending on an employee's political ties. Now, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, there really just is no proof that annual or semi-annual performance appraisals that they truly improve performance. There's no proof that performance reviews truly motivate people. They may just do the complete opposite. Think here for a minute. If performance goals are set too high or unrealistic, an employee may just do enough work to stay employed. Performance reviews are, are likely more of a demotivator rather than a motivator in a lot of instances. If you're set up for failure, like I mentioned, on a performance review, how is that going to motivate you to do a better job? It just probably isn't. People also hate performance reviews simply because terrible managers or direct reports may be in charge of conducting reviews. Not all people in a management position are qualified to be given the title. The truth is that there are many unqualified people in management positions, and I've certainly run across this many times in, in the, the time I was in the corporate world. Having a person that does not have the training to conduct a good performance review is very possible. So think of that. You're sitting down for a performance review with someone that is a terrible manager. They have no training on doing a performance review. How is that really for your benefit? In addition, there's always a possibility that a manager may not care for certain employees that they're doing the review for. This could easily result in less liked employees receiving an undesirable performance review, not necessarily based on performance at work, but because the manager doesn't like someone. Horrible bosses do exist in the workplace. 
And this is one of the reasons that people simply look at performance reviews in a negative light. Performance reviews, they don't often reflect day-to-day job challenges and accomplishments. And like I said, how can one person really give a review if somebody works with a lot of different departments and different people? Because reviews are most often done semi-annual or annual, they they don't show what people do day to day. They only take performance as most recently seen in many cases. A true measure of daily performance is not even configured into a review a lot of times. Now, I will say companies that use the old style annual type performance appraisal, performance review, they're really using them to dominate their workers. They send a message that any pay increases will be dependent on a performance review. Moreover, it sends a message that the manager or person conducting the review will be the deciding factor in any advancement in pay. And this really is the reason why they're so negatively viewed by so many people that work at companies. Performance appraisals are they're just simply a form of control. And most employees, they're wise to this. They're in place for controlling salary budgets and also for advancing or not advancing certain employees that they just see fit. And it may not have to do with actual performance. It could be for political ties in a company. The issue is a lot of the business world is based partly on performance and a larger part on relationships. It really can be more about who you know than than what you know. And performance appraisals are in place for a reason, and that reason is not for the benefit of employees. And this is truly why most employees don't like them. A lot of companies are still using this performance appraisal, performance review, annual or or twice a year dinosaur type method to evaluate employees. And there really does need to be some changes. However, a lot of companies are holding on to these traditional values of these type reviews because they know it benefits them in the long run. And if you're listening to this podcast, I would say there's probably a good chance you are one of those people that just dreads that annual or semi-annual performance review. And it's for these reasons that I've discussed in this podcast. They're just simply a waste of time. And that's why most people don't like to get a performance review. If you're hoping that changes will occur where you work, if you are getting some type of annual performance review, don't look for those changes to happen because they're likely not going to. Like I said, these companies use these performance appraisals for control. There's truly just no evidence that performance appraisals improve an employee's performance. If anything, they make things worse in a lot of cases, especially when a performance review is set up for failure. Employees are smart to this. They can look at a review somebody's done and say, you know, this just doesn't sound right. In some instances, people may be given a bad performance simply for that case. But a lot of times you need to know that the company you work for that does the performance reviews, they have other interests in doing these performance reviews and it's simply for control. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. 
You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Let me know your thoughts on performance reviews. Are you someone who actually enjoys a annual performance review? You can send any questions or comments directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. On the next podcast episode, I'm going to get back into the cost of higher education. And this is because I got an email saying, asking a question, is it a good idea to borrow against the equity in my house to finance college for my kids? I'm flat out going to tell you even before the next podcast, it's a terrible idea. However, join me on the next podcast and I'll explain several reasons why you don't want to borrow against the equity in your house to pay for a child's education.